Hey guys, I just want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor. Sponsor for today's episode is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's where this podcast was made, and maybe that'll be where your podcast will be made. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. I am addicted to the variable reward schedule, and you should be too. Every time I look at behavior, I'm constantly thinking, okay, how do we get to to the variable reward schedule? How do we take this behavior right here and work up to a variable reward schedule? Now, if you don't know what a variable reward schedule is, it comes from the different forms of reinforcement or different schedules of reinforcement, rather. So what we have is a continuous reward schedule, which is where you have the behavior getting reinforced every single time they do the behavior. Every single time they sit, they get a treat. Every single time they sit, they get a treat. Then you move into a fixed ratio or intermittent reward schedule, which is an a interval. So every two times they sit, they get a treat. Every three times they sit, you get a treat. Every four times they sit. And you work that up until you get to, let's say, 10, 15, 20 repetitions. Then you move on to the variable reschedule. The variable schedule is addicting. It is. Not only for the learner, the dog in this case, but also for us. So, you get your dog to do the behavior up to 15 times and intermittent schedule. Then you just vary how many behaviors they have to do before they get reinforcement. So, you maybe do it three times, maybe 10 times, maybe five times, maybe 15 times, maybe two times, maybe one time, maybe five times, maybe three times, maybe eight times, maybe six times. And you want to keep this as random as possible. Now, does it take some time? Absolutely, because you're having the dog perform the behavior over and over and over again. But it teaches the dog to keep going, keep working, which is going to prolong training in the future, meaning it's going to increase the amount of time your dog is willing to work. If your dog does a behavior and then gets a treat, they're going to start just giving up. They're like, okay, cool. I got my treat. I'm going on my way. Tough darts, whatever. But if you have them do the behavior and they're expecting a treat and they don't get it, as long as you've worked through an intermittent reward schedule and a variable reward schedule, your dog is going to try again and again and again until they get it right which is awesome because then we can start pushing them and we can work on different latencies. You know, we can work on speed. We can work on uh, whatever it is. So whenever you're working with your dog, think about how you can get to a variable reward schedule. Let's say you're working on a down stay. So you put your dog into a down and you start to work on time. Okay. So instead of having them do a down, getting them up, down, getting them up, down three times and then giving them a treat, you would start to work on time. So you'd put them into a down and you'd count in your head. One, two, three, four, five, treat. Get them up, down. One, two, three, treat. Get them up, down. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Get them up, treat, right? 
So you you find whatever their their median is. In that case, it was five seconds. And then we teeter between the low end and the high end, about 50% of our median. So in this case, it was five. So let's say we went two down and we went three up. So we went two down to three and we went three up to eight. That's going to quickly get our dog used to that kind of training and that kind of feel. So once they get to a good spot, they're like, okay, we might go down a little bit. We might go up a little bit, but I don't know which one it is. So I'm just going to keep working. I'm going to keep doing the behavior or I'm going to redo the behavior, which happens sometimes. Where they'll actually stop doing the duration behavior and reset and then do it again uh, because they want to get their treat faster. So you just wouldn't reward that. But why does this work? Why does a variable reward schedule work so well? Well, gambling is a variable reward schedule. You go into the casino, you have 100 bucks. You go to the table, you put $50 in. You don't put your 100 in. Put $50 in, you lose. You're like, all right, maybe this game isn't for me. You leave, you go to the next game. You still got 50 bucks. So you go to the next table, you put 20 bucks down. You don't want to put your whole 50 down because you want to walk away with something. So you put your 20 down and you win 10 bucks back. You're like, oh, okay. So you just got reinforced for trying to win twice. Okay. Are you with me? So you started out with $100. Now you only have 40? Yeah. You got 40 bucks. You put 20 down. You got 10 back. Okay. So you got 40 bucks because you lost your your first 50. So now you go to a different table. Or you stay at that second table because you won. So let's say you stay at that second table and you put another 20 down. Now you win back 20. You get your 20 back. And you're like, okay. So I didn't lose anything, which is also reinforcing. So if you don't lose anything, that's reinforcing. And if you gain something, it's more like a jackpot. So you're like, oh, snap. Okay, cool. So you put another $20 down. Let's say you double your investment. You just happen to win. You get $40 now. So instead of having $40, now you have $60. I think that's the math. Thanks. You had $40, you put $20 down, you doubled. Yeah, so you have $60 now. So now you've increased your amount of money, you got a little bit of a jackpot. So now you're feeling good. You're like, oh, cool. I just won three times in a row. So that's a continuous. That's what gets people hooked. Now you go back to that first table you lost at. And you're like, all right, I'm going to try again. I, I feel like I'm on a good streak. I'm feeling like I'm on a winning streak. You put the money down. Let's say you put $50 down again because you have 60 So you put $50 down again. You're really feeling lucky. You're throwing everything in. Put your $50 down. You win. You double it. Now you got $110. At $110, you're feeling so good. You put $110 down. And you lose. Now what happens? You just got so strongly reinforced for, what was it, five games? So you got reinforced for five wins. And now you're experiencing extinction, which is very frustrating. So you're like, wait a second. I didn't win. What the hell am I going to do? So you go take out another $100, even though you know you're not supposed to do that. You're like, I have to win back my 110 I know I can. I just won five times in a row. You get out another $100. You're trying to be nice. You put $50 in. You lose your $50. 
You got your other $50. You put $30 in. You're like, I got to win this money back. I can do it. So you put $30 in. You got $20 left if you don't win this 30 30 goes in. 60 comes out. Okay. So now you have 80 And this cycle continues to where you put something in, you get a little bit back or you get more back. And you try again to try to increase your odds. Gambling is the hardest addiction to break. Because it is simply not related to outside chemicals. It is related to outside stimulus. But it is strictly reinforced by internal chemistry. The dopamine in your brain from winning is why it is so addicting, really. So with our dogs, it's the same thing. They give us a behavior. If they don't get anything, then they're going to give up. So we have to teach them that the first couple of rounds, just like the first couple of rounds of you winning at the casino, rewards you for trying and learning the behavior. After a while, it then just becomes, well, you didn't learn that time. You didn't earn that time, sorry. You didn't earn the reward that time. Let's try again. Oh, you didn't earn the reward that time. Let's try again. And eventually, the dog just learns, okay, well, I got to do it twice. I got to play twice. So if you were doing uh, gambling and you were learning that, you'd say, okay, well, if I, if I keep winning every two times, let me put $5 in the first time. And I'm going to put $100 in the second time. And I'm going to get rewarded for putting $100 in. So then what is what happens there? At the casino, you get reinforced for putting more money down. Right? Because there's a higher yield. Because there's a higher risk. So with our dog, if they do a lackluster behavior and then they do a great behavior, we would reward them for doing the great behavior. Which, when you get to a variable reward schedule, you can actually start to select which behaviors you really, really like. So if your dog is trying to... If you're trying to reward a recall in less than five seconds at a certain distance and they do it in seven seconds, you wouldn't reward that. The next repetition, they do it in six seconds, you wouldn't reward that. The next repetition, they do it in five seconds, because now they're getting a little frustrated. Under five seconds, boom, reward. They go, okay, I got to run to them. Otherwise, I'm not going to get my reinforcement. But right, so you put $100 in at the casino. And because you did that, you get reinforced with a higher yield. The next time you're like, okay, well, it's, it's still every two. So I'm going to put $5 in. I'm going to put $100 in. Let's say you don't win at the $100. You go, okay, well, that's that's a weird pattern. But maybe the trend keeps going upwards. So I'm going to be giving on $100. I'm going to put another $100 in. I'm going to try to get another $100 back. And do that, you get reinforced. Now you're on a three-tier ratio, three to one. Incredibly addicting. Very, very powerful with our dogs. So make sure the behavior is exactly how you like it. Because if you go through a variable reward schedule on a behavior you don't like, then you're going to struggle when it comes time to try to fix it. Perfect example of this is behaviors that you did not train, but your dog learned anyway. So in the event of, um, let's say, do-do-do-do-do, Counter surfing. 
Counter-surfing. Counter-surfing is a great one. So if there's food on the counter and your dog goes up to get the food and every two to three times they go up there, there is food, that's a variable reward schedule. So what is the usual advice given to somebody who's suffering from a dog that counter-surfs? Don't have anything on the counter. Yes, it's half of it. So if you don't have anything on the counter, the dog's going to jump up and there's not going to be anything there, which is called extinction. But we are humans. We make mistakes. There are errors involved. So what ends up happening is for two to three weeks, there's nothing on the counter because you are diligent. If you last two to three weeks, you are diligent about not letting anybody on the counter or not letting anything on the counter. Then somebody slips up. If you have kids, it's usually them or a husband or whatever. Somebody leaves something on the counter. Dog jumps up, boom, grabs it. Now, their reward schedule is extended to three weeks because they never broke the habit. It was just they prolonged restarting the habit. Are you with me? So now you say, okay, well, that's the new norm then. Your dog learned, well, every three weeks or so, if I jump up on the counter long enough, eventually I'm going to find something. I'm going to have a good time. So now you'd ha- you would have to go through <clears throat> extinction several times for three weeks at a time. So you would have to have your dog never go on the counter for three weeks and then extend it to six weeks and then to nine weeks, and it would just have to keep going. Because every time you get to that three weeks, is going to be an extinction. Where your dog's going to go, okay, well, it didn't work this time. But it might work tomorrow. And it might work the day after. Uh, I, have a, I have a theory about adults with trauma and why the variable reward schedule somewhat works in, in that respect. So I want to go over that. So if, if you're an adult and you suffer from trauma. It is different than if you're a child and you suffer from trauma, in my opinion. Now, I'm not a psychologist or anything like that, but this is what I've observed. In children who have suffered, unfortunately, through trauma, yes, their thought patterns on life have changed, but they're not not necessarily paranoid. Some cases, yes. But they're not necessarily paranoid. What usually happens is they just change their thought on the world. The world has now become evil or whatever. But what I want to focus on is if you are an adult and you've gone 20, 30, 40 years of your life without anything traumatically happening to you, once something does, let's say you're 24 years old and you get in a massive car accident, For some people, if that is traumatizing enough, we'll never get in a car again. They don't want to. Now, in other incidences, it's just traumatizing enough to the point where you don't necessarily want to get in a car right away. And that's fine. Left to your own devices, what I think happens is our brain starts an internal clock. And it starts to count down 24 years. When you are 48 years old, your brain will say, okay, we haven't gotten into a car accident 
in the past 24 years. We got into the accident at the end of the first 24 years, but now we're at the end of the second set of 24 years. Are we going to get into a car accident? If the answer is no, then you move into peace. (laughs) You move into an extinction where now you're not getting hurt at the end of the 24 years. But I think it, it subconsciously, there's an internal clock in our brain that tells us, well, you survived for 20 years, 20 years is up, something's going to happen. So we get slightly traumatized, although we have consciousness and we can kind of rationalize what's going on. But yeah, training your dog through a variable reward schedule is probably the most powerful thing you can do. But again, make sure that the behavior is something that you like. If you don't like it, and you start working on variable reward schedule, it's going to be tough to break because they're going to keep trying to go back to that one that has the best reinforcement, which is a variable reward schedule. Otherwise, you have to start all over. You have to go back to a continuous reward schedule, and you have to rep that out so many times to get it exactly the way you want in order to then get it to a variable reward schedule. Get out there. Get training. Talk to you soon.